Carrie was numb as she moved slowly down the hill, fighting the stream of people flowing past her. Somewhere in her consciousness, she was aware a battle was being fought, but she had long ago lost interest in the actual event. There had been fighting for five days now. The long standoff had ended on June 25th, when Lee attacked the Army of the Potomac at Mechanicsville. Every day brought fresh fighting, and a fresh flow of wounded into the hospitals. It seemed as if every building in the city bulged with wounded and dying soldiers. Carrie stumbled slightly as a heavy-set woman, unmindful of her surroundings, pushed past her. She set her lips tightly and continued against the press of people. All she wanted to do was to get home. Every evening there was a heavy flow of people hurrying to the high points of Richmond to watch the battles. It seemed as if everyone wanted to watch the spectacle. Carrie had sickened of it. Her father had convinced her on the second day to climb the steps of the Capitol, where a marvelous view could be seen from the roof. Carrie had been most fascinated by the people of the city. As if the hills were a great amphitheater, men, women, and children crowded the slopes, witnessing what they called the grand fireworks, the exploding of bombs and artillery, the rattle of gunfire. She had heard people proclaim how beautiful they were. She could only stare, a sickness gnawing at her stomach. There was nothing beautiful in the roar of battle. It was awful. What they saw as beauty were nothing more than instruments sending death to the ones they loved so dearly. How could they forget the thousands of wounded filling the city, the thousands of dead waiting for burial, their bloated corpses exploding the coffins built to contain them? Carrie had watched for only a few minutes before she had turned and fled. Not even to please her father would she be a spectator to carnage. Watch out! A man snapped sharply. Carrie shook her head and tried to refocus her thoughts. She was greatly relieved when a sign loomed to indicate she was just a block from her father's home. Turning off busy Broad Street, she hurried faster down 24th Street. The sound of cannon and gunfire pursued her into the house. Carrie longed to stuff something in her ears to shut out the noise. General Lee has those Yankees on the run. Carrie managed to smile as she looked at the excitement on Manning's face. That's nice. Manning stared at her. That's nice? All you have to say is that's nice? Carrie looked wearily at their border. Yes, she stated simply, too exhausted to say more. Then she turned and trudged up the stairs. She could feel his stare boring into her back, but she simply didn't care. Janie was sitting in her bed, staring at a book when Carrie reached the room. She managed a weak smile and a wave of her hand, but she didn't speak. Her face revealed she was as drained as Carrie. Carrie smiled in return and then slowly removed her clothes. She knew she could never cleanse her mind from the smell of death and sickness permeating the hospital, but clean clothes would give a little relief. Crumpling her soiled dress and apron into a ball, she stuffed it in a bag to carry it down to May, who would wash it in hot water the next day. It never totally lost its odor, but at least it was diminished. She wrinkled her nose, tossed the bag toward the door, then slipped into a fresh dress. She had saved three to wear just at home. All the rest were designated hospital dresses. 
The remainder of what had once been an extensive wardrobe had been donated for transformation into bandages, uniform material, or whatever else the ladies of Richmond deemed it suitable for. Once she was in clean clothing, Carrie collapsed gratefully on the bed. Within minutes, she was sound asleep. It must have been the sound of silence that wakened her about an hour later. Blinking her eyes to make them focus, she looked toward Janie's bed. Her friend was wide awake, staring at the window. Carrie listened carefully. Is the battle over? Janie shrugged. I think so, at least for today, she said, then paused. A new batch of wounded will be coming soon. I don't think it will ever end, Carrie responded, a deep despair threatening to overwhelm her. Would Robert be in this newest batch? Was he already lying wounded in one of the hospitals, or would his name take its place on the list of dead soldiers?'